back ladies and gentlemen as the title suggests we are uncertified financial planners we are not professionals i repeat we are not professionals before you make any financial decisions please contact an official certified financial advisor or planner welcome back ladies and gentlemen as you know it is a busy week in the markets a busy week regarding the economy and a very busy week for Lil Uzi Vert fans as he is re- he's recently released a new song um, and sounds like he may have a collaboration with Drake that's pretty big news but back to the topic at hand <laughs> Taylor Swift also came out thank you very much yeah yeah uh, I'm and just broke gonna Spotify. Brush, gonna brush past Taylor Swift she's out she's old news she's old news <laughs> This is the year of Lil Uzi Vert, Drake, and 21 Savage, in my humbled opinion. Point is, um, we're here to talk about a res- like a potential recession, mm-hmm. how actions you can take in the event of a recession, um, and then we'll touch we'll touch on a few other things like Liz Truss resigning because mm-hmm. um, she obviously did not know what she got herself into, mm-hmm. um, and just some other things like that. Um, but with me, as always, I have my co-host. Garrett, how are you today? Man, I'm tired. You and me have both been very busy with school lately. Um, you've got an exam tomorrow. And yeah. uh got one Thursday. Got a new job. Things just busy. Big time. Yeah, I mean, speaking of busy, exams, busy. Uh, if you ever question whether or not we're qualified for our uncertified position on things... I got a 92 on my finance exam, my investment theory exam. Uh, the class average before a curve was a 62. Let's go. Um, so I'm I'm well above average. My professor actually pulled me aside. You know, a student and him were talking after class, but he usually, you know, says good morning or have a good day or whatnot. He pulls mm-hmm. me aside, interrupts the student's question, and says, "You did a great job on the exam." I said, "Thank you." He's like, I'm sure you're happy with it because you did terrible on the first one. (laughs) Yes, you are most definitely correct. I struggled on the first one. But the point is, uh, if you ever have questions about investment theory, I'm your guy. There we go. There we go. Yeah, and uh, just to start us off even even hotter than we already have started, I have a riddle for everyone. Mm. Um, and feel free to pause it before I give the answer, but I will say the riddle right now. This goes for Garrett. We'll see if he can solve it. Um, Probably not. But it's, it's a pretty basic one, I think, at least to me, because I wrote it. Um, but here it is. Why is the lion the king of the jungle? Because mm. let's think about it. He's not the strongest. He's not the, He's the loudest. He may be the loudest, but he's definitely not the strongest. He's not the fattest. He's fastest. He's not the smartest. So other the prettiest than, hair. Other than his pretty hair and his loud mouth, what do you think causes the lion to be the king of the jungle? It's his mentality. He's got that dog in him. <laughs> he, he knows when he walks into the room, for lack of a better word, or walks into a certain part the of the jungle... jungle 
Everyone is scared of him because he is alpha. And that Ooh. is somewhat how you have to act when a recession is around. You cannot let your confidence waver because there's a recession. You have to know and have to stick to your Ooh. plan, your financial plan that you set at the very beginning. And uh, you just got to review some things. And some of those things, five actions I have written down that you can take in the event of a recession, some of those things we'll go over here in a little bit. Um, I, I, love to, uh, I love how you break down stuff in points, like a uh, like a Southern Baptist pastor's three-point sermon. <laughs> well, you know, as they say, um, they don't really say this, but points are a lot easier to understand than just rambling. They are. No one says that. But anyway, here's five actions to take. I'll start with number one. That is to check your asset allocation. Most of these people, most of the listeners, I mean, um, that are younger – should more than likely be 100% in the stock market um, or at least like 95% in the stock market, 5% in cash. You should not have bonds or fixed income. Yep. Um, so you need to check your asset allocation. Obviously, uh, you know, typically in a recession, bonds are doing a little bit better, um, mm-hmm. but they're not. There's nowhere safe to hide this year. Um, so you just have to ensure that you, how you allocate your assets is appropriate for your risk tolerance and your financial goals. Um, and if they mm-hmm. are, if you find that they are, stay in your asset allocation. But if you feel a little bit uncomfortable because you, you know, you're in Google right now and they're down six percent pre market or I guess post slash pre market because they just missed mm-hmm. earnings. Um, yeah, that's not great. And you might feel a little uncomfortable like I do uh, as I bought the stock at 112 and it's now 97. That's a little uncomfortable for me. I'll be looking to dollar cost average, but in a sense of not doing it month to month, but just, you know, buying a few more shares. So I guess just averaging my price down. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think Google's obviously a strong company. And uh, I can't tell you if it'll be company in 20 years, but I can tell you in the next five years, it's going to be a powerhouse. So, Honestly, yeah. and this is a little off topic, but it's honestly a good thing um, to see bad earnings reports from major companies like Google, um, because that shows that what the Fed is doing with the rising interest rates, yeah. raising, raising the interest rates is actually working. Um, and so while it might be short term pain, it's not painful until you actually sell. Um, it won't hit your, it won't hit your pocket till you actually sell. So, yeah, check your asset allocation. That's number one. And it gives um, you hope for the future. Yeah, I mean, th- th- exactly. You know what? That's a great segment into, into number two, the second action. And that is to take the long view, take the long route. You're not in this to make $300,000 in a day or a million dollars in a day uh, like you could have potentially done if you had invested in GameStop when everybody was going crazy and thought the stock market was a casino in 2020. That's not how things work. You have to take the long view uh, and how I mentioned dollar cost averaging earlier and how we have mentioned it in pr- uh, prior episodes. That's a huge factor in taking the long view. Uh, obviously, stocks are down, I think, roughly 20% year to date. Um, so you're basically getting a 20% discount from the all-time highs, if you want to look at it like that. But I think the market's still extremely overvalued, potentially. Uh, I think value stocks are undervalued and growth stocks are are overvalued as usual. That's usually why they're labeled value or growth stocks. But um, 
Anyway, moving back on to my points so we can move on from them. Three, the third point, uh, third action you can take is to revisit your financial plan. Uh, markets in, in recessions can take a while to rebound, um, mm -hmm. you know, usually 18 months on average. Um, I believe we didn't hit a recession till, or like we didn't, not a recession, but I guess technically we didn't hit a recession till the second quarter um, of this year. We're not even through a quarter after that. We're still in the third quarter. And actually, those numbers come out October 27th. Um, so we've got quite a long time until we could see this fully recover, if it's, a, if it's an average recession, which is not great to hear. It's not great to hear because uh, it's been a pretty painful year, being down 20% already, and we still have probably, what, 12 months, probably a year left until start to clear up so that's not always fun to hear maybe um but yeah no one knows until they know and the good thing is is you'll have little bear market rallies like we saw uh in late july mid-july and august and a little bit into september there's uh, a small one last week yeah yeah i mean even right now today i was up like three percent i'm up a yeah. I mean, I'm, I've got a little bit, you know, more riskiness in the actual market, so I'm up a little mm -hmm. bit more than the market. But the market was up, I think, about two percent. I don't know for sure. Um, yeah, it was a little bit weird. I didn't really understand why that happened. I would not expect another good, a, another day like that tomorrow, yeah. especially with Google coming out and missing earnings, because um, they're a big factor in the S and P five hundred. So, yeah. Anyway. Two, I'm going to just make two real quick ones because uh, I don't want to spend as much time as I already have on this. But don't fight the Fed. Uh, obviously, if the Fed are saying we are going to continue to raise interest rates, you, uh, you probably should believe them um, and you should probably react accordingly. Um, the Fed has an extremely large impact on what happens to the market right now. Um, so, yeah, don't fight the Fed. And fifth, eliminate your debt. Right now, you may have cash. You may understand, oh, man, I have excess cash. I don't really need it. It's just there, and I want to invest it, but there's nowhere safe to invest. Well, eliminate your debt with that excess cash um, because your cash is losing value every day, um, and your debt continues to rise based on interest. Um, if you can pay it off as soon as you can, um, that's good. Or if you have a mortgage, it's at a fixed rate. Uh, you're still, while, even though your dollar's losing value, you're still going to owe the same amount. It's not going to change. Um, I mean, I guess your interest payments might, but the point is definitely use your excess cash to pay off your debt um, before it, it can potentially increase due to inflation. Those are my five actions. Check your asset allocation. Take the long view. Revisit your financial plan. Don't fight the Fed and eliminate your debt. Those are things that can help you at least, uh, you know, keep your confidence during a recession, um, in my opinion. Yeah, those are all really solid points. Very practical and helpful. Um, my phone just died recording, so I'm just going to have to put a picture up for the rest of the YouTube video for those on YouTube. That is such an L. <laughs> <laughs> it's a major L. That is a big. Um, At least I can see my beautiful. It's frozen doing something weird right now, but you know maybe Apple stock will go down because of the virus. My phone looks like it has. Yeah, um, yeah, that's rough. Um, but yeah, I like those uh, those recession fortitude 
fortuitous recession tips. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, uh, yeah. I think they're definitely helpful. You want to uh, get into the uh, Liz Trust next? Yeah, let's do it. Let's hop into it. So that's pretty exciting. Um, sounds like we got some bad connection. Can't hear Ethan, but we'll go. Liz Truss is the former, as a recently former prime minister of Britain and or the UK. And she only lasted 45 days in office because she was not ready. She was not prepared. The euro crashed. The bond market and stock market in Britain had a major sell-off. Um, she pledged to cut taxes, to boost the the slow economy there. Um, and then investors revolted after she went far below expectations. Um, and the pound plummeted. There was a major sell-off. Financial markets were in disarray. Um, and then Truss went back on her word with the tax cuts and um, threw her financial finance minister under the bus, got him fired, kicked out. Needless to say, she really sucked at that position and was not ready and um, resigned after 45 days, which is the new shortest duration for a prime minister in the UK. Yeah, I don't know if you can hear me, but that's pretty embarrassing, uh, to be honest. Yeah, um, yeah it is. Yeah, um, especially because it wasn't like she was, now this is terrible, but it wasn't like she was assassinated or died from an <laughs> illness. She literally just failed at her job. Yeah, uh, and and let those people down in the UK. So uh, fortunately, we've had a better run at it. Um, but yeah, that's pretty. That's the new pretty one, the new prime minister Rishi Sunak is the third prime minister in seven weeks, and um, Liz Truss has. I, I saw something. I, I can't cite the the poll, but in some poll. Liz Truss was less popular than Boris Johnson, who most Britons hated for the way he handled the COVID crisis. And he had a bunch of allegations come out. Um, and he was even, um, his name was floated around as a potential successor because of how bad Liz Truss was. So anybody who's got any, any skin in the game in the UK is probably feeling the effects of that. Yeah, I mean, to uh, want to bring back the previous guy, uh, usually not great. Not a great Especially job after her scandalous allegations. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, that's that's pretty unfortunate. And I mean, kind of going from that, if you're not if you're ready to transition, is um, foreign stocks. I mean, I wouldn't say they're a buy. They are very intriguing because um, it can't get much worse than over in Europe uh, right now. I've got two pairs of Chinese companies and I am hurting because everything, well, the the Nikkei index is still like not too bad, but uh, the president, I'm going to butcher his name, but I think it's like Xi Jinping or Xi Jinping, something, I think. I can spell it, but I can't pronounce it. But anyway, um, he's basically dictatoring and he he amended the constitution to give himself a third term and 
investors reacted terribly to that because he's not a good leader. Um, Alibaba was down like 20%, Neo 30, like Pinduoduo 30 ish. You know, every big Chinese company is suffering. Alibaba is at like 50 bucks. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of crazy that there's Americans in this country that actually think socialism uh, is, a, is a good way to go. Uh, I know, obviously, <laughs> China is an extreme example, but there's people I think that would prefer our government act like that. And that's kind of ridiculous. Pretty, pretty insult- yeah. insulting to the American dream and the $1.50 Hosco cop or hot dog. Costco Costco hot dog. dog. (laughs) (laughs) I guess I can't speak. I was fired up about America, baby. It's all that matters. We'll say this, though. Um, Regarding the overall stock market, kind of scary. You know, Michael Berry, uh, Berry? Berry? I don't know. The guy from the Uh, big short, um, if if y'all know, he basically predicted the 0809 financial crisis and the housing market bubble that caused that financial crisis. So on 10-1, so October 1st, he tweeted that 13.48% of stocks closed above their 200-day moving average on 9-30-2022. Uh, for reference, the bottom of the market in 2009 was 1.2% stocks closing above their 200-day moving average. And the bottom in 2020 uh, during COVID was 2.8%. So the fact that we're at 13.48% means we could have a long road ahead of us and a long way to go down. Um, so not, not, I know that's a little off topic. I just thought about not that. Not ideal. That's definitely not ideal. Um, I wrote on 7-6-2022. Uh, so that's July 6th, 2022, right before the little uh, bear market rally we saw. We were down basically year-to-date 20%. My guess, my prediction, was that we'd have a short-term bump, and then we would immediately start falling back down to eventually 31.3% down from the all-time high, and that's where we would bottom out. So that would put the market at 32.95. So obviously we haven't gotten there yet. Mm-hmm. It doesn't sound like we're getting. It sounds like once we get to thirty-one percent, we're falling to forty-one percent, and and it's the end of the world. If you want, to, yeah. if you want to follow Michael Burry, but to me, there's always reasons to be optimistic. Um, we live in America. I mean, I mean, yeah, we live in America. Uh, the Costco hot dogs one dollar and fifty cents. We're not on. freaking socialist morons. Let's be honest. Go America. Um, and, and the free market for show. Yeah. Not to push any agendas or anything, but. (laughs) And, uh, last thing I want to touch on before we do our picks of the week or whatever, um, is a follow up on the last episode, which was about mortgage rates. Some new data has come out and the home prices for August saw the biggest decline in the uh, national home price index with 15, uh, down 15% from the annual rate the previous month. So the housing buyers are responding to inflation, to rising rates, and home prices are coming down. So that is, you know, as a, as a home buyer, that is 
helpful because you can afford more. You get more purchasing power, even though your mortgage will be higher temporarily. Um, so that's just some new data that's come out to follow up on uh, last week's episode. It came out today. It's good to know. Good to know for sure. Yep. But anyway, do you have a pick this week? Because uh, yeah, I, I do. My pick. Yeah, go ahead. I do I? Uh, this is an interesting take for me because I don't usually. I feel like I might have mentioned this in a previous episode, but I don't usually bet against the U.S. stock market. I'm going to bet against the U.S. stock market um, and really markets in general. Um, and this time it's going to be against emerging markets. You know, the U.S. market. Uh, a wow. <laughs> they're in my freaking podcast. Okay. Anyway. Um, so emerging markets. <laughs> me a yeah. Yeah. He said that. That's funny. Um, so my pick is EDZ. It's an emerging markets bear, uh, three times shares. So basically, if the market goes down 1%, uh, emerging markets go down 1%, it'll be up 3%. Um, huh. And so obviously, if you don't think the market has stopped falling, this will help. Uh, this will be something that you can put in your, your portfolio to counteract the gains Um or, or counteract the losses that, that your U.S. stocks or foreign stocks are taking right now. Uh, it, it, it's something that you can use to hedge against you know, potential downturns, which is nice. Yeah, yeah. I like that. Um, yeah, I don't have a pick this week. The only thing I could even, you know, in good conscience recommend is investing in healthy food. Um, I learned how to cook asparagus this week, so... That's the only thing on my mind. I'm just really proud of being able to make good asparagus. Um, and there's nothing else I'd put my money in right now. <laughs> I'm just holding tight. Yeah, definitely a time to hold rather than definitely don't sell. Uh, and I don't really feel comfortable buying because I feel like it's still a pretty bad time to, uh, to buy. There's no telling where anything is going to go. Right, and especially with the, the GDP numbers for the third quarter uh, coming out October 27th. Uh, that could be really bad or really good. If the GDP is growing, no. is it? If it's increasing, I really don't know if that'll be a good thing for the market. I think people will be scared a little bit because they'll be like, "Oh crap!" The Fed has raised interest rates from two percent, or basically just all-time lows, to like six percent, and it's not working. Um, and so maybe, it, or maybe it would show that it is working. I really don't know how to. How, we're just gonna have to wait and see. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I guess I'm going to stop being a freaking bum study for my exam. Um, so yeah, you got this. Yes. No. All right. Thank you all for tuning in and, uh, we'll see you in the next one, sir. I can't be found, I'm way too high up off the ground